Welcome all fellow wannabes. Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Wannabe Critic Podcast. It's Wannabe Music Reviews. Uh, we have a very special episode today. This is the first little variant, a little variant show that we're doing called Hot Takes. And uh, I have a very special guest with me today. We have Fonz himself from, and I always forget how to pronounce your last name, Fonz, but we have Fonz himself. Fonz, uh... You realize this is a video show, right? Could you not get your camera to work or what's going on? What's the deal with that? Oh, shucks. Let me, let me get that going here. <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, did, oh, I thought, am I overdressed or underdressed? I thought, uh, uh got my MC. I guess I'm a true MCR fan here. So, you know what? That's probably what's going on. You just rolled out of bed. You came from the, from the gutter. I don't know where you were yesterday, but <laughs> I, I'm ready to go. Dude, I'm bringing the heat. Yeah, I, uh, dude, I, I am so excited to your level of commitment and, um, you know what? You will always be the truest MCR fan over me. Like I'm, I'm a true, you know what? I'm a true wannabe. You know, I thought about getting some makeup in here and, you know, putting on a little bit of eyeliner or whatever it is or whatever you got to do. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to give, I'm not going to give Fonz the satisfaction. Right. And he just showed up. Here he is. He has his red hair. You look amazing by the way. And I'm so happy that we are here reviewing um, this My Chemical Romance album. Now, it's, it's kind of weird. This is actually the first review that we've recorded in this series, right? Because Foo Fighters is over by now, long over by now. And by this point, the other My, My Chemical Romance reviews have, in fact, released at this point, hopefully. Um, or who knows? I might, I might decide or they might be recorded. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I might even record this one first because it may do really well. You never know. It's just you never know what's, what I'm going to do because I'm, I'm, I'm crazy. I'm insane. But I'm not like red, red hair. Wig well, look at us both. And you clearly look like the more insane person. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, I'm dying. For the, yeah. For those of you who don't know, uh, Fonz, you're from the Plastic Hearts podcast, also co-host of L2R2. Uh, tell, tell, tell folks a little bit about what you do over there. We talk about games. Uh, yeah, with Pla uh, Plastic Arts Podcast. It's a weekly podcast breaking down video game news and just trying to be silly gooses the whole time and just hanging out with my bud, Gavin Jones. And then with L2R2, it's a PlayStation podcast where we do the same thing for PlayStation, getting to the rumors, what's coming out, reviews. Every week now, we just started doing this uh, play. play PlayStation book club where we go back into a classic PlayStation game and play it for a week and then talk about it and review it. So we're going into kill zone uh, one, two, and three. We just completed the third one. And so every week we're going to go down memory lane for PlayStation and play a classic game from the, from the history books. But yeah, it's been going good and it's fun and I love doing it. That's, that's awesome. We, you know, we do game club over here and you know, it's a very similar format. So I was, I, I love seeing, you know, I, I post these on Facebook and uh, someone said something like, oh, like who wants to see a review of an old game? And I'm like, actually, a lot of people, apparently, you know, and plus it's fun. So, I mean, if I'm lying, I'm dying. If you're not having fun, <laughs> if you're not having fun doing what you're working, you know, working on something you, you enjoy doing. And, you, you know, here's the thing. No one wants to see you compete with the big guys half the time, like on the new stuff. No one wants to see you like like people have their news sources and it just so happens you at plastic hearts happen to be one of my news sources because you're down to earth people you know what i mean mm. um but it's 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 hard it's hard to want to compete uh on the news and it, it boils down to i enjoy talking about the games of yesteryear more than i enjoy talking about the news um plus you know i think for the format of our shows and stuff like that i think a lot of people 
would probably listen to us talk for like 10 minutes and be like, no, but it'd be a whole different story <laughs> if we really enjoyed talking about the news. But, you know, we, we just that's just not something we focus on. But I'm glad to see that you are doing your thing still. You guys are going strong. I love seeing your clips every week um, and tuning in myself. It, it's a lot of fun. But, you know, no one no one cares about you, actually. Um, they're here <laughs> to right. see us. They're here to see us freak out. Ladies and gentlemen, as I said before, we're, we're trying out this new variant for this show. It's called uh, Hot Takes, okay? And um, yes, we might somewhat be ripping off uh, another popular um, hot show of sorts on the internet. I mean, it's a highly debatable. Um, but <laughs> honestly, I got the idea. Do you remember Hot Pepper Gaming? I do, yep. So I got super sad because that used to be a really a really solid show, you know, and you can go back and watch the old episodes and... I was like, man, that'd be that'd be cool if you could somehow figure out a way to incorporate that. It seems like people will do it for a little bit. They'll try the gimmick out and then they stop, you know, and I think if you're trying to make that the main thing of your show, it's not going to work because people already watch hot ones. And it's one thing to kind of incorporate it every now and then, but it's a completely different thing to be like, make that your main shtick, I think. Plus, I don't think that everyone, unless you're making as much money as the people over at Hot Ones, I don't think if people want to show up and burn their mouths every single week. You know what I mean? For right. for nothing. But we're going to yeah. do it over here because uh, this is Wannabe <laughs> Critic Productions, and uh, I like to laugh. And, man, I got to tell you, I I'm super-duper excited. So you might be asking, well, what, what are we going to be talking about? As I said before, we're here to talk about My Chemical Romance. We're here to talk about their most recent album, which came out in 2000. 10 i thought it came out in 2011 it came out november 19th 2010 and what we're going to do we're going to read a little bit about the album we're going to kind of talk about our history with my chemical romance and then we're going to get into our hot takes we're going to eat our pepper which will be revealed later and uh yeah we're going to make it happen so Fonz, the danger days danger days the true lives of the fabulous killjoys and this comes from fandom is the fourth studio album released by My Chemical Romance. The album follows the stories of the four members' alter egos, the fabulous Killjoys. Danger Days was produced, was produced by Rob Cavallo, who also produced The Black Parade and worked with other bands such as Green Day. The album was released on November 19, 2010 and topped U.S. Billboard charts for rock and alternative rock albums while peaking on the U.S. Billboard 200 and U.K. album charts at 8 and 14, respectively. I'm going to read a little bit about the concept here. The album's concept is based around the lives of the fabulous Killjoys and set in the setting of California in the year 2019. L O freaking L. The band's <laughs> alter egos are four Killjoys: Party Poison, which is Gerard Way, uh, Arky's brother Jet Star, who is Ray Toro, Fun Ghoul, who is Frank Iero, and Cobra Kid, who is Mikey Way. Shown in the videos for Na 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 and Sing. And the Killjoys are outlaws who reside, who reside in the scorching desert surrounding a place called Battery City, fighting against the evil corporation Better Living Industries and its leader, Course, who is Grant Morrison, uh, funny enough, uh, and its leader, Course. The character aliases are the names of their designer guns. Their guide is the pirate radio DJ named Dr. Death, Defying, who is voiced by Steve Montano, also known by the, name, by the stage name Steve. When performing with mindless self-indulgence. And there's a bunch more here. Uh, but Gerard, Gerard Way has said that the inspiration for the song. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I must have lost myself here a little bit. Give me you got to read. Yeah, I don't know how to read, actually. <laughs> you did all right for someone. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think this is supposed to. I think this is supposed to say the album. 
but maybe not. Mm. It says Gerard Way has said the inspiration for the song was a Trans Am car he'd seen years ago, and the visual idea of it driving fast through the desert is the one that is used in the music video. Um, Way has also stated there is no story in the album itself with Dr. Death defying defying's interludes via his pirate radio station, painting a picture of this world, and he feels the songs are quite direct. And it in a track titled Jet Star and the Cobra Kid slash Traffic Report, Dr. Death Defying gives Dr. Death Defying gives a report on the deaths of Jet Star and Cobra Kid. And at the end of Good Night, Dr. Death, he informs us the lights are out and the party's over. And as a result, he's going to have to start running now and his sh- and his show goes off the air. Then this is followed by the spar- the Star Spangled Banner and the last note being substituted by a burst of static. So there's a lot of lore here in this uh, in this record, but ultimately, this just feels like a record that's all over the place, you know, in so many ways. Like it's just it's it's like disco at its finest in a lot of ways. Like just kind of all over the place, you know. Its themes are all over the place. It's interesting that it is in fact based off the comic series that Gerard Way, you know, created and created also. Um, the six, it's a six part series, but did, did you ever read any of those comics or do you, do you know a ton about this whole story? I mean, what do you, what, what do you know about this album? I, I missed the comics. I, I didn't pick those up, but, uh, I got the general gist from, I feel like the first video for Na 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 really paints the whole picture of this post-apocalyptic, you know, almost like Mad Max style of, of this world that's gone wrong. You still have these corporations that are taking over, they're rebelling against the corporations with the, um, with the main characters there with the killjoys and i feel like that gives you the the most you know well-rounded version of this world and so as you listen to the song you can pick or the 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 album rather you can pick up these little cues and almost like fill in your own your own story there i imagine yeah in the comics they go into detail but it's almost like you can kind of put yourself in there but you can kind of get the general idea for me from that first video right off the bat yeah, I agree. I think the you know the amb- ambiguity of the entire idea itself. It was, a lot of us were scratching our heads, you know, eleven years ago, saying like, "What is this?" Like, I get the general idea of kind of down with the man type thing, and in a lot of ways, it's kind of interesting. It's like it do- it is very reminiscent. It is very reminiscent in terms of um, pointed storytelling. <laughs> uh, it, it reminds me of like American Idiot. It reminds me of, uh, you know, the Black Parade. I mean, dare I say, it sure. reminds me of old Pink Floyd. Like, you know, there there is a story to be told there, um, even though Gerard Way says there's not. You know, I, I like to think that we get to create our own story a little bit about what's going on within the record, at least, uh, even though it's it's kind of loosely based around the things that happen in the comic books. I've never read the comic books myself, but I'm sure they're great because of the Umbrella Academy, you know, obviously is super duper good comics. Um, but yeah, I'm... I, I uh, I have kind of a interesting relationship with my chemical romance and I, I know you do too. Cause obviously you're dressed up like Gerard way. So there you go. Um, so what is your kind of history with my Kim? Man. So I grew up, that's like my, my D day. Like I grew up when this stuff was, you know, high school, middle school coming up and they were exploding on the scene at that time. So I just grew up through it. And so they have a super special place in my heart. Um, I remember first time seeing, uh, I'm not okay, but like, uh, that music video on MTV, but not the, the well done Mark Webb version of that video. There was that kind of on tour version of that video where it's just them and it's scenes from them on tour. That was the first thing I ever saw of them. And I was on board right away. I was already a fan of that style of music, but I was just, they clicked right away with me. And then that video hit so hard with, I'm not okay. And it was just off to the races, you know? Um, so I just love them from, from that point 
kept going with him throughout the years. And I think it was by the time Danger Days came around, I was sort of in the spot where I wasn't feeling the direction they were going. I think a lot of people did at that time too. And then we'll get into it. But looking back on Danger Days, I came around way more positive on this years later. But at that time, I was not feeling it. Even, you know, to be honest, even with uh, Black Parade, because, and it's a weird feeling to have, and it's one of those troll feelings, but because they, they blew up so fast, got so huge, I was almost turned off a little bit. And so by the time Black Parade's blared on the radio and stuff, I'm just kind of tuning out. But also with Black Parade, going back to that, such a dope album. I came back years later to it. But um, yeah, they'll always have a special place in my heart. I need an MCR tattoo. I'm just going to wear this <laughs> outfit to work now. And I'm, I'm a fan forever. Yeah, I love to hear that. You know, I, I'm kind of, I'm de- you know, I'm obviously younger than you, um, but uh, it's funny because <clears throat> I grew up in like fifth and sixth grade, you know, listening to My Chemical Romance. And it was one of those things where I remember seeing the uh, Helena video and um, it was, or is it Helena or Helena? I'm always. Uh, it's it- tomato, tomato. I think either one works. Yeah, yeah. Tomato, tomato. That's kind of what I think. I feel like I've, I've heard an interview of him talking about it, but. Well, we'll say, I think it's Helena. Um, I remember seeing that music video at a very young age and just being like, uh, you know, I remember just watching it over and over and over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then I remember my mom surprised me. She, she bought me the, the CD and I could listen to it in my Walkman. Um, nice. You know, I'd walk, I would walk <laughs> back and forth to school and I would, I would try. It was, an, it was a kind of a crappy Walkman, so I'd have to hold it just right so, that, so it didn't skip, right? Oh, um, say less. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so funny. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I feel like a lot of which, you know, a lot of kids at that point, they had MP3 players and all that stuff. But I mean, I was stuck with the Walkman. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, they were super influential. And then same thing, you know, around 2000, what, 2006, 2007 or 2007, 2008, Black Parade comes out. Yeah. And it is huge. And I remember getting it and like buying it like day one. Or I mean, my parents bought it for me day one. And I was super. But I wasn't like an emo kid at all. Like I. I was like short and fat and um like wore like cargo shorts and like <laughs> sure. Walmart Walmart t-shirts, you know what yeah. I mean? But I, I mean I didn't really you would have never guessed that I uh you know listened to my chemical romance and I but I was obsessed with that record when it came out. And I, I remember same thing, you know, hearing Black Parade on the radio and really not liking that song very much very, very quickly. Um mm. I remember kind of uh you know not being crazy about that song in general and to this day whenever i listen to that album i I find myself after you know the piano part starts i find myself skipping that song a lot honestly um which is kind of funny because i think there's there's plenty of songs on that record that are way better than track five um and it's it's just kind of funny how that works out but i've always been a fan you know so whenever i heard you know 2010 i'd kind of by that point you know I kind of burnt myself out a little bit. And whenever I hear a new, my chemical romance is coming out, you know, cause we used to get Rolling Stone in the, in the mail every week. And um, I remember, you know, I was an only child. So I remember like literally getting that Rolling Stone in the mail and just reading the entire thing. It's like, Oh, like Gerard Way's lost like 60 pounds. And like, you know, he, he, to be a good performer, he thought that he needed to be in like really, really good shape. And if you go back and watch those, that old performances and those old music videos and stuff, he is, he's super duper thin and he's just kind of jumping all over the place, you know? Yeah. And it was so interesting to kind of see that transformation. I was kind of turned off a little bit, same as you, whenever this new record comes out and didn't really, I didn't really know a ton about Gerard way, you know, that he was, you know, a super, like huge comic book fan and yada, yada, yada. I didn't really piece that together. So I didn't really realize that they were obsessed with storytelling and that's what they wanted to do. And that's really what they were trying to 
embody on the black parade right where they wanted to right. tell this like super interesting story or this idea of a story and then they continued that further it's it's not necessarily telling you a story it's presenting you an idea of a story and you literally get to choose your own adventure type thing um which is something i think is really really cool that you don't really see a ton of a ton of bands trying nowadays just because it's super risky but i remember i was super duper excited for the album to come out and then i heard um na 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 on the radio and uh, I remember hearing it, didn't didn't know who it was, and they're singing, and they're like it was lo- local radio station. They're like, oh, that was My Chemical Romance with na 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 na, and I was like, I'm out, no thanks, <laughs> don't want. They they've sold out, they've gone mainstream, you know, don't don't want to be a part of it. And I did not listen to that entire album until like last year, whenever I started doing these music reviews, you know, I was kind of prepping myself and kind of thinking about interesting ways to like review these albums and stuff like that. And I remember, honestly, whenever you sent me kind of your diss track on Twitter, you know, dressed up, you were dressed up like that. That was so freaking funny. (laughs) Um, Like I, it, it hit my mind. I was like, I need to review this album with Fonz because he's obviously into it. You know, I like this album now, uh, what I didn't before. And it just became this thing of how, how are we going to review it? You know, how are we going to talk about it? And here we are. We're, we're, we're talking about it on the podcast. And I'm super duper excited because I, I really want to hear what you have to say. Now, we've been relatively quiet so far and relatively quiet. You know, we have our desert backgrounds. I have the album cover. You know, it's like Halsey eyes. It looks kind of like Halsey's, uh, you know, one of her, uh, what was it? Badlands, like the Badlands covers kind of uh. looks like a little bit. Um, you got some Borderlands looking stuff going on in your background. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm actually outside of my house right now. So this is just where I live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, we come to the point in the show where it is, in fact, to talk about the record. It is in time. It is in time. It is, in fact, time. Frick, I can't talk. It is, in fact, time to give our hot takes. So here we go. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I'm super duper excited. So here's how it's going to go, Fonz. Uh, today, we are talking about, and thank you very much for buying your own peppers and not making me send you any. Uh, today, <laughs> we are trying Ole Rico, Ole Rico, dried habaneros. That's right, folks. You heard it here first. Dry habaneros. Um I, if you haven't opened your bag yet, oh, you already opened your bag. You already opened it. Okay, good, good, good. Mm-hmm. So, what, what do you, what do you, what are you smelling right now? The smell is not very intimidating. It's almost like a. Um, we have these dried apricots at the house as well, and it smells kind of like that. I think right. it's, um, it's kind of, it's gonna trick you a yeah, little it's, bit. It's kind of inviting, right? I mean, it's kind mm-hmm. of like, ooh, They're yeah, sweet smelling. Me. Yeah, kind of sweet smelling. So that's the thing is, you know, that's why I picked habaneros because obviously there is, um, there is. <laughs> don't do it yet <laughs> i know i just it looks like something my dog leaves on the floor yeah. you know behind her so and then you find it like a few weeks later <laughs> yeah the thing about habaneros is they actually have really good flavor and uh, there were kind of like notes with these peppers because i did i did sample it. i wanted i wanted to see what we were working with and make sure you could handle it um and there are notes that are actually pretty tasty and i did i didn't really try it with water i held off as long as i could from drinking water whenever i sampled it um, so it's going to be interesting, you know, after you, uh, eat it, you're going to, I'm still going to hold out as long as I can, but, uh, after you eat it, I'm going to ask you a question and then, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. But there's a, there's a specific reason I didn't pick, I didn't want to go too crazy. Habaneros can be really hot. We're talking about like 300,000 Scoville units, right. Mm. And go from like 300,000 to what was it? I remember texting you. 
Hold was on. it seven hundred thousand? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 something like that. I don't know if it cracked a million, but no, I yeah, okay. So it can go from a hundred thousand to three hundred thousand k um of scoble units. So basically, your average jalapeno never touches that. But a really, really hot jalapeno can, in fact, be a really the same heat as a really low tier habanero. So um, and, and a, a high tier habanero doesn't even touch the surface of what, you know, like a scorpion pepper or even a ghost pepper can do. Because um, ghost pepper, you're looking at like a million Scoville. So who knows? Maybe we'll get some duds. But let's uh, let's go ahead. Here's our, we're going to we're both going to pop it at the same time. All righty. Oh, I'm, I'm really scared. OK, so here we go. One. And the whole thing's edible here. The whole no, thing's like, edible. Stem? Yeah, there's no okay. weird stem, but just, you know, you can wash it down with some water, you know, throw some some fire on the flame, you know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> we'll go from there. So one, two, three. Okay. Oh, it's dry. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost unedible. Oh, boy. It's like a leathery... <laughs> Leathery sand is the best uh, texture I can think of. Get it all around the tongue. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. Heating up a little bit for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the worst texture to try and break down with your or like a cow chewing on curds or whatever they do, like yeah, grass. Cud. Yeah, cud. Yeah, so wash it down. Do what you gotta do. Oh my. <clears throat> so fawns. <clears throat> That's terrible. Yeah, so Fonz, uh, the uh, danger days, the fat, the true lives of the fabulous Killjoys, the fourth studio now, this fourth studio album released by My Chemical Romance. What are your hot takes? Oh, breathing makes it worse. Oh God, <clears throat> I try to not breathe this entire time. My hot takes on the album itself. Yep. Um, I love it, man. It's one of my favorite albums from them. Um, I love the fact that it's so it's so different. Like they're taking so many chances, and this is them just completely taking these chances with the the style of music they make, but also putting the same MCR stamp on each song. Like it definitely feels like MCR the way they're the way they're presenting these songs. But they're going into these like pop punky, like super hard into pop punk. There's some um, some synthwave stuff. You have still a lot of the dope uh, guitar riffs from like the 70s in there and every song. The guitar riffs, I think, are, are crazy amazing and almost all the all the tracks. But I really dug how they took a big swing with this. I think they nailed it at the time. Just like you're saying, I was pretty negative and I just skipped it. But I'm glad I came back to it years later because it's one of my favorite albums. And that Na 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 song is maybe the most energetic song that they've ever created where it's just adrenaline straight to your to your bones where you just you're energized if you're dying this is you know an angel's hand coming out and and pulling you back and just like kicking you out the door at the same time right onto the road it's so dope and the way they end this album too is my favorite that that ending track is a perfect way to come right back out of that album um it's it's just so energetic so dope uh yeah i love this album nice how you feeling <laughs> It's like fire or molten lava <laughs> along the walls of my mouth. It's nuts. Dude, like how's the roof of your mouth? Like I am struggling. Uh, uh, apparently I chewed it all on like one side. So one side of my mouth feels like it's melting through and just like falling <laughs> out of my skin. But yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, I got to agree with you though. Um, I think, you know, in a lot of ways, like this, all this music is so much different than what they usually do. Can we talk about all the time how, 
on, uh, you know, I talk about Frick. Well, talking really makes it worse. Yeah. Uh, we talk about on, or I talk about in my reviews all the time how a band, <clears throat> whenever they decide to change their sound, they oftentimes, um, it can be hard for them to kind of relate the same attitude or the same feeling that they've had before. And uh, they uh, really nailed it on this album, though. Like, I, I think this, this album has aged super duper well uh, as a whole. Uh, but I don't think it was right for the time whenever it came out. It was interesting how <clears throat> they decided to just change styles completely. And a couple of things I think this album suffers from, I think it's entirely too long. Uh, I understand wanting to kind of present the idea of a longer story and like present a lot of different songs and stuff. Wow, this is horrible. It's so bad. Are you on fire still? Is it getting any better for you? Is it getting worse? <clears throat> It feels bright, like it feels loud and bright in my yeah. mouth. It's it's just like, <laughs> like if pop rocks were made out of acid or something. It's like melting yeah. through, but it's tingly at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I feel you. Um, I think this album's too long. There's like 17 songs on this album or something like that. Um, 30, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, 30 songs. I'm just, yeah, I'm just oh, exaggerating. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot. So it felt like, and also I feel like there's only a few songs. I gotta take a drink. Oh, who's the man now, Gabe? Come on, man. <laughs> you're not mad enough for makeup, and you're not mad enough to not be able to take a sip of your little baby baby sip there. Shut up, Fonz. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I feel like there is kind of that... Wait, I feel like the two star songs are Na 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 and Sing. I feel like they really steal the show on this record. So it feels like we have, mm. a lot of, we have a lot of songs that are really, really good. I probably listened to this album six or seven times in my entire life now at this point. And there's the other, there, there are songs that I like on the album, but there's songs that I uh, can't remember the, there's songs that I can't remember the names to that I do like, but I don't think really have that star quality that uh, the, you know, na, 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 na and sing have. Can you speak to anything like that? Like what are some of your favorite songs? Can you name some by name? Yeah. So, um, and I'm cheating. I have the track list in front of me, but vampire money is that ending track and that one is just such a kick in the pants man and it's it's just so energetic so there's that middle you know guitar riff and that guitar riff is just so nuts because it's almost like this throwback to like 80s punk bands with this entire track and the way they merge that guitar riff in the middle it's almost reminds me of Back to the Future when Marty McFly is doing his solo and melting everyone's minds with this solo, this, this solo for the future and they're in the 40s or whatever. It's kind of like that. Like it's that same style of solo, but it's on steroids, on crack and it's blasted through like 50 foot speakers. It's just that next level solo, which makes that entire track that much more fun. But there's that one. I love Destroya. The build up to that chorus and the way that Destroya's part just keeps going on. I really dig that. And it's almost got this like Rage Against Machine vibe to it. Um even kids from yesterday, that one goes hardest into the 80s synth vibe with this poppiness, almost like the cure. But I think they nail it with adding this weird moodiness. But it's this like it's this moody, hopeful song at the same time as it is. Uh, it's very interesting. And I think that was maybe the, the, the one where they took the most of a chance with that with that song in particular. And I really it's it stands out to me because of that. But um, yeah, those are some of my standout songs for this album. Nice. I like uh the song it goes <clears throat> i think it's right after it's like the third or fourth track on the song or on the album uh bulletproof heart yeah um let me make sure i actually yeah yeah because yeah, it starts with gravity i really like that song too 
um, I think a lot of what you're saying is there, there's a lot of like the cure. There's a lot of David Bowie on this. I think there's a lot of like, just kind of like space cadet stuff on this album. And I have to ask, like, why do you think that this album doesn't necessarily work for everybody? Um, it's funny because I was racking my brain thinking the same thing. Uh, I think one of the first feelings people had at the time was it was too poppy and not moody enough, not emo enough. But if you look back, honestly, and like dig through MCR's discography to that point, uh, Black Parade is super poppy. Um, Three Cheers is also super poppy. Maybe the first one, um, the I Bring You My Bullets, is maybe the, the less, the more like super grungy um, punk type of style post-punk but um if you look back all their stuff is very poppy it's just kind of put through this different lens and it is darker at the same time but so i think if you honestly put those albums together danger days isn't that much different but they are going for a lot of these chances within the songs na 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 is way more pop punk and i think that already if being that song coming out first it set the the theme for the entire album but it's also turned off a lot of people because that album is that song itself so if you're not on board for that song then you know you got to take a hike because that whole album is that same style although if you do dedicate yourself to the album there's a lot of these cooler moments within the album itself like i mentioned destroyer which is really dope or that last track it has that same vibe of like older harder mcr songs so i think that na 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 song is what turned a lot of people off because it's this it's this hard lean and kicks the door open into complete pop punk but but i think still with that mcr style but a lot of people weren't feeling it yeah, totally. Is your stomach hurting by chance? Not yet. I wonder if it would just went straight to my butt or something and just bypassed my <laughs> stomach. So we're gonna we're gonna find out. How are you feeling though? Is it getting any better for you? It's dying now in my mouth. Yeah, now mm-hmm. it's dying. It does feel a bit numb almost, like I got a shot at the dentist or something. Dude, but d- yes, like and earlier, like two days ago, whenever I ate the other one, like the roof of my mouth was numb and like kind of swollen for a little bit. That's not good. Yeah, no, no, I don't think it was. Uh well, here we are. What are these even for? Like, why are you able to buy in such a large pack? Are these for cooking or for yeah, assassinating for like, someone? Like for like making chili. Oh Jesus! But I okay. see people. <laughs> but I see people eating them on TikTok all the time. So I was like, why not? Uh, yeah. So um, so uh, yeah. <clears throat> man, I'm I'm struggling. You you brought up something really interesting about how all those other records are pop, and they are super duper poppy. I think of like. My Chemical Romance, uh, I'm sorry, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge kind of being more reminiscent or even being like kind of compared to like In Utero a little bit by Nirvana. Mm. Like In Utero, on the, on the surface, you think like, oh, this is the follow-up to Nevermind. It's like, yeah, it is the follow-up to Nevermind. But the way Dave Grohl put it, he put, you know, like these really dark, noisy songs ended up being some of the most popular music on the radio whenever it was released. Same thing with My Chemical Romance um, with Three Cheers. You have some of these, the darkest songs ever, really, uh, really kind of being sprinkled and salted with, you know, salted with uh, emo vibes and like kind of darker vibes and stuff like that. But on the sur- in actuality, it was supposed to be for the mainstream, you know, for for pop. And it's a shame we don't have any. We don't have a lot of that nowadays. Like it's all that everyone has the look, but they don't have the feel that My Chemical Romance had. Then with my, you know, uh, <clears throat> you know, Welcome to the Black Parade. It was a similar type story, but I think they were able to be a little more um, ambitious with it. And, you know, like, okay, we love Pink Floyd. We love Queen. We love all these like legendary rock bands. How can we tell our own story and like, you know, kind of like make, you know, write a love letter to those bands. And I feel like in a lot of ways, that's what the Black Parade really is. And honestly, it's up there. I think it's comparable with The Wall, even something like that. Hmm. Uh, 
or even some of Queen's stuff, you know, in terms of theatrics and just in terms of how they, how well it's executed. But I think for the time period, whenever it was released, Danger Days, it just, if you would have released that album now, it would have slain. I think it would have done amazing. It probably would have been number one sure. in a lot of ways. Um, just because it's a much different landscape now. And it makes sense how there's been kind of a resurgence for My Chemical Romance and this record because of all the things that are happening in the world right now. So it's kind of crazy how it's supposed to be set in 2019 and how we see a lot of the events that are depicted within the story that they were kind of trying to present <clears throat> kind of being brought to the forefront in a lot of ways, you know, on this record. And and it's, it's insane how timely it is even now. Um I do think these are my this is my my biggest hot take. I do think the length of the album takes away from it, um, and uh, and for me personally because it makes those those big moments, those really dope moments, less memorable and harder to find in some ways uh, for me. And and honestly, I don't have time to listen to an hour long record every single time. So True. for me, that's the biggest thing I think. Uh, but what's your take? Like, what what are what's like a negative you had for this record? Well, I think there are a couple of songs that I would, I don't know about drop completely, but, but maybe rework. And if not, maybe drop them, but there's uh, uh there's at least two. So I'm trying to go back to summertime is a bit of that. It's a slower song. I think could, could maybe be dropped, but there's another song in particular um, that I'm blanking on, but there's at least two tracks where they bring down the, the speed, the tempo of the album, which at the same time, you do have to bounce it out. It can't just be like pounding your head over and over for every track. So I understand you kind of have to play around with the, uh, the timing or the, or the mood and kind of, uh, you know, decipher or build this route that you want to, you want to take the listener to go through and you kind of want these ups and downs. So I dig that and I understand that, but there are some points in the album where it just kind of slows down a bit too much. And, um, Although they are taking their chances at those points of the of the of the album itself too, so yeah, I mean uh, the length of the album wasn't really a big turnoff for me. If anything, that very last track that Doctor Deathifying is on is that track for me is too long because I get what they're trying to do. He's signing off, which was like kind of a, a nod to like old broadcasts actually ending their broadcast, which doesn't happen anymore. And also nobody watches TV, but they used to end the news at like three a.m. and then play a start Star Spangled Banner and then say see you later until like you know six a.m. seven a.m. Um, but they try and do that here by playing the entire song. It gets kind of boring by the time you get that distortion at the end. Maybe if they had MCR actually do their own rendition, that could have been dope. But um, so that was the only point where I actually honestly felt like, okay, this is going on a bit long. Otherwise, the length of the album never bothered me. It was just maybe some of the songs I would I would kind of remove in general. Do you think this is one like you throw on? Because for me, I'm also the type of person like, oh, there, there are certain songs I'll hear where I'm like, I got to listen to that entire thing right now you know after mm. i hear it is that is that was are, is this one of those albums for you uh I, I wish i could say it was i think i end up picking certain songs out of the album itself and listening to those but um three cheers for sure is one of those before i, I hear one i have to listen to that entire album that that album is so solid uh, even black parade had some dips here and there where i kind of lost interest even though a lot of the other tracks are very solid but um yeah danger days almost hits that for me but uh, there's at least two that are holding me back from like listen to the entire album uh in one go yeah well i do really enjoy this album i think it does a good job of doing what it's trying to do this isn't one that i'm going to throw on all the time um <clears throat> i don't even think this is one that i would buy on vinyl personally um but i do enjoy it i don't think that actually takes away from the experience itself um but yeah i mean i i, I think overall it 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 it, it accomplishes what it's trying to accomplish and i think that at, at times there's there are 
interesting pa- pacing issues. And I, I wish there was more standouts um, in the record of stuff. I wish we had more of those big moments. I wish it flowed the same way as the previous two albums. But for me personally, it just doesn't quite hit that. While it is enjoyable, it doesn't quite hit that mark for me. Mm. So, I mean, what, what do you have any like final thoughts before you rate this bad boy? Yeah, you know what? I was kind of uh, researching the album a bit. And one thing I didn't realize when they were making it, and they're pretty vocal about it in interviews at the time, was they were coming off of Black Parade and they're trying to, they found themselves trying to reach that same success and that same vibe of Black Parade when they're recording their next album. And they ended up recording and almost mastering this, this album that didn't have their like didn't have their heart in it they realized that this stuff isn't really what we want to play and put our name on it so they scrapped that album so somewhere there exists versions of this album and other songs that haven't been released entirely that are part of that that album i think they said uh, an actual name they had at the moment but they they decided to throw it out the window and they recorded na 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 and that was the first one right out of the gate and they said you know what let's build an album around this and they went back to the drawing board which was crazy risky and I imagine expensive to do that because the other albums are basically done and took more time too. So I really found that interesting and I wonder what that other album sounded like. I know they have mentioned on on one of the interviews that at least two of these tracks survived from that last album, but were just like crazy. We worked, reworked into this newer uh, track list on Danger Day. So yeah, I just found it interesting that they originally had something else planned, but they felt like it wasn't taking a chance and it was very much more of the same. And I think in the long run, that was the best route to go because even though this is a very divisive album, it's them really trying and pushing themselves and being creative. And I think that could have been, if they went the other route, that could have been more of a nail of a coffin, like just showing, hey, MCR is done. They can't really you know, change it up. It's just more of the same stuff and we're kind of over it. So I like that this is such a different route. And I think that solidifies them as just one of the best, you know, bands of all time. And because they tried to take chances and they, they succeeded and built all these different, you know, feelings within these, these genres. And uh, I think they nailed it, but yeah, I just found that super interesting. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. I, I, I never heard that. Um, <clears throat> the heat has subsided for me a little bit i'm still got pretty still, much yeah still got some lingerings and what I, what I tell you like right about 12 15 minutes you know what i mean like it, it'd be it'd be done but it was tough though <sighs> congratulations you made it through it and you didn't take <laughs> you didn't drink any water yeah wow you're a real man look at you go it's all <laughs> it's all those hikes you take is what it is um idea takes i've been i've been really chillaxing on the hikes lately i need to get back into it but yeah well i, I might a, die in my first hike here <laughs> yeah i'll say well, well well you know haven't we all yeah, I might die in my first hike here. <laughs> if you go my first hike back. Yeah, your, yeah. Start, your first hike back and then with the background, yeah. Um, so, you know, there's lots of rumors going around and there's, there's it's, it's all been but, con- you know, it's all been but confirmed uh, that there's going to be a new album. Do you think we're going to get more of Danger Day stuff? Or do you think we're going to get more of like what we saw before? Yeah, that's very good question. I don't know, because I think you're right. It is basically confirmed. And I was, uh, you know what I was, it bummed me out recently. So I was going on their YouTube channel and it's basically a year ago today. Uh, not today. It's been around, around a year <clears throat> that they started promoting the new tour and that there is the, 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 the rumblings of what looked like a new album, the way they're calling back to those first four albums. That was all a year ago. So it's just such a huge bummer to see that we could have been in this world now already with new MCR music, a new MCR tour. So it is what it is. But yeah, you have to think which where they're going to take the sound because the only really glimpses of that everyone's done 
and other members are doing their own side projects. But with Gerard, he has been putting out music on his own. But I don't know if that's a way to, you can't take anything from that as far as describing the vibe that MCR would go because that's his own thing. He has done music for Umbrella Academy that are callbacks to like 70s kind of rock sometimes and they're a bit more of a different vibe. So I'm just kind of putting that all in my brain and wondering like, what do they push out with all these different influences now? What do they end up doing and what's the future of MCR? I don't know at the end of the day. I wonder if it will be an eclectic mix of all this. I don't think they end the discography the way, did, the way they did with Danger Days and not keep trying to change it up. But at the same time, I think they're very aware of the fact that they've built such a, such a huge career over this long span of time that they got to have callbacks within the, the songs to those older albums. They have, that, have to have the flair of emo, of post-punk, but still have the flair of Danger Days in there too. So I think they're going to mix all that together. And that's such a hard thing to do, man. My, you know, I tip my hat to them because to try and nail that is nuts. Or they go completely different and put out you know, a hip-hop album. I don't know, man, because after Danger Days, they're trying to switch it up. <clears throat> but still put their stamp on it. So I'm just super excited and I can't wait. I'm just so hungry for, for some new music. I feel like they still could have given it to us this year and let us all ingest it and get even more hype for that new tour, which it eventually will come. So I don't know. I, I go to bed at night thinking the same thing. What will the new MCR sound like? Yeah. I mean, I've been thinking about it a lot. And if we know anything about uh, My Chemical Romance, we know that they're visionaries, right? They, I think they just, and just what you, that story you told me really just like drives that point home. I think if they get an idea, if they had an idea that was right for the, you know, the, the climate, so to speak a year ago, and that climate changed very, very quickly within, you know, a few months of them putting all that stuff out, maybe they've said, okay, let's hold off and see what happens. And who knows, maybe we'll get something completely different <laughs> or, or an addition to, you know what I mean? Be, as a Very result true. of the stuff we've gone through the past year, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I think that what you're, there's a lot of truth to what you're saying, you know, in terms of like putting everything together that's come before. And I love whenever bands do that. Like I, for instance, I think about like bring me the horizon and how, you know, they put out a pop album three years ago and then, uh, but it still felt like bring me the horizon. And people were like, Oh, that's not heavy metal. Yada, yada. And then they answered with a new album that came out this year or, you know, at the end of 2020, that was like, all right, you want heavy metal? We'll give you heavy metal. And then we'll also give you more pop stuff too. So mm. I love whenever, I, I love whenever bands innovate on their sound and, and make, make new stuff from the old stuff while adding new stuff in. And I also love whenever bands go a completely different route and it also lands. And I think if anyone's going to do that uh, well, I think it's going to be my chemical romance. So, you know, we'll hold out hope. This will be, you know, uh, th this is, this is it for now, you know, for my chemical romance, but keep your ear to the ground because me and Fonz might be coming back to eat some peppers uh, yet again. <laughs> I was thinking, you know what we should have done? Mm. since this is so awful like these do not taste good like no no they don't um what we need to do is we need to get like some like i'll make whatever guest i'll make them go get some fresh jalapenos so what we'll do is we'll start with that and then this is kind of like the final boss you know what i mean like to kind of put a, a, a nail in the coffin and um you that know sounds that sounds terrible dude it's gonna be so you lucked out you, you lucked out before <laughs> i got any ideas but you know there's that um so we come to the end of the review now, you know, we've, we've talked about danger days. We we've done the thing we've, we've eaten the peppers. We've, we've sweated it out. Uh, the flames have been had uh, and they're gone for me pretty much for the most part. My, my right side of my, like the back of my mouth still kind of hurts, but I'm good for the most part. It comes to the point where we got to rate this bad boy, uh, this record. So um, official wannabe critic rules now <clears throat> are 
and I don't know how much you know you listen to the show, but no decimals. So no point fives, no nothing. You gotcha. gotta give a, a, a round number, a solid number. Um what I'm gonna throw it to you. What what does Danger Days, the the true lives, the fabulous killjoys get from you, Fonz? It's a tough one. Um I think I have to consider their entire discography to kind of give it the number, put it in its right place. I would give it a seven out of ten. Wow. Okay. Right on. I, that's lower. I thought you were going to go much higher because you were you were really talking good about it. So like a seven for you is that like like do you consider it average or do you consider it better than average? Because I mean, isn't it like a seven average? I would say a six to five is average. Six to be in. Six average, five, okay, and then going lower from there. But I say seven is good. Like if I'm thinking of the IGN scale, seven is a good score, 70%. And then it gets great to amazing to, you know, like a masterpiece at the level of 10. So I would put it around seven, uh, even though, I mean, I love this album, but um, it's hard to compete with, you know, three cheers where I would hold that as a 10. I might even hold um, Black Parade for me personally at, at around a nine. Uh, with uh, Black Parade, Famous Last Words, and that then that album, that's got to be my favorite MCR track uh, that's existed. So for me, I put that a little bit higher, but uh, I think seven is is no chump, but it's 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 just not doesn't reach those highs. But I still right. still love it. <clears throat> yeah. So I think you know the hardest thing for me with this review is we asked the question. It is so hard to be objective with something that's subjective. And we asked the question, what was the creator aiming for? What were they going for? What were they trying to make me feel? And Gerard Way told us, there's no story. This is just for fun, basically. Like, we're just like doing our thing. So it leads me to think it's like, well, I really enjoyed the stuff that I, you know, that I was listening to. Um, but it just doesn't quite feel, it doesn't quite hit the mark for most of the album. There are, it does have its moments where I'm like, that's more like it. Like that feels like my chemical romance. But most of the time it just feels like these guys just chilling, having a good time, you know, not chilling, but just kind of like just jamming out together. It's like a jam record. It's just like, like I said before, like space cadet stuff. Um, and it's, it's really out there, but I think that's kind of what they were going for, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so while it doesn't necessarily speak to me all the time, the entire time through, there are people that this album is their favorite one from My Chemical Romance. You know, a lot of people actually have heard that this is like their favorite one, which is kind of interesting. So it's like, okay, <clears throat> how do we rate this thing? So for me personally, even though it doesn't quite get there, I think in a really weird roundabout way, they tried really hard uh, and, and succeeded in a lot of ways for the most part to, to do what they were setting out to do, which is create a post-apocalyptic album set in a corporate controlled world um, that is really kind of a mirror of how America itself has always been. Whenever you look at it, you know, we've always been basically just kind of, we basically just bar been barely scraping by while the corporate yoo-hoos get to do whatever they want. Um, so I think it does a really good job. <clears throat> um, I'm going to go eight out of 10. Uh, I think that's a, I think it, this is a great album for what it's trying to do. I did find myself kind of, I wanted to give it a 7.5 and I'm like, you know what? I find myself leaning more towards an eight than I do a seven. But I think also those scores are so close together that you can, they're almost interchangeable. You know, I feel like a nine and a 10 is kind of interchangeable and like a seven and an eight is kind of interchangeable in a lot of ways too. Like there's just, there, there's, yeah. it's minute differences, you know, in, in opinion and, and, and how, and how it goes. But there you have it though. A seven and an eight from the wannabes on uh, the hot take. So what do you, what do you know? We freaking did it, dude. We did it. We ate the peppers. We did the thing. 
I cannot wait to go back and edit this footage and see what it looks like and see our reactions. Cause I don't, I do you even remember what you said like through the entire review? I don't know what happened this entire day <clears throat> because of this. So yeah, yeah dude, I just I, erased my memories, but I'm sure I made some weird, really funky faces and was crying, but yeah. It, yeah. It it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to go through that footage and see, you know, what, what, what we even said. Cause I don't remember what I said, uh, but there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, that was our review of My Chemical Romance's album, Danger Day, Danger Days, The True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys. So, Fonz, I want to thank you so much for being the first guest, uh, you know, for this particular segment. I really appreciate it. One more time, tell people where they can find you. Well, you can find me never taking a sip, uh, even though Gabe is just a, a little sippy boy <laughs> over there. Never taking a sip. But um, you can find us on Twitter at Plastic Heart Pod, where we post the show, post uh, clips and all kinds of stuff to keep up to date on the podcast. Also, YouTube.com slash Plastic Arts Podcast. Same thing with Twitch and the whole rigmarole. But uh, yeah, you can find us on the Internet where I'm there all day, every day. <laughs> nice very good you know where to find us ladies and gentlemen you can find us at wannabe critic productions on twitter i am underscore wannabe critic on twitter as well if you want to follow me personally wannabe critic productions anywhere you'll be able to find it also shout out to our sponsors uh sponsored in part by uh rays and pop Cult usa there's some links down there get you some good stuff it'll be great and definitely check out the links to our other projects down in the description below as well so uh that's it thank you for tuning in and thank you for preparing yourselves for a plethora of hot takes and potentially unpopular opinions. Uh, I am Gabriel Fast. I will always be the wannabe critic. Say goodbye, Fonz. Bye-bye. Hey there. So, you have stumbled onto one of the many projects that we have over at Wannabe Critic Productions. This just happens to be the music project. I review music, and I have ideas to do other things music-related uh, on the YouTube channel and the podcast. I just have to say thank you so much for checking it out. I really, really appreciate it. But if you want to check out more stuff that we have going on over on our, you know, various projects, I encourage you to go check out some of the projects in the description down below, whether it be our YouTube channel where we post podcasts, there's going to be Let's Plays, there's reviews, there's interviews, there's all kinds of things over there. But we've kind of morphed it to be a kind of catch-all for all the different things that we do other than music. So I encourage you to go check that out. That being said, though, thank you so much for listening today or watching today. I really appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you're listening on podcast services, make sure you leave us a review. Uh, I would really appreciate it and uh, would help you know keep me relevant. So I am Gabriel Fast. I will always be the wannabe critic. <laughs>